welcome back to Damn It Sarah SJM Fan Podcast. We're your hosts. We finally have video. <laughs> this is us. I'm Courtney. I'm Stephanie. And welcome to our video podcast. So, Steph, how you feeling this week? I'm freaking nervous. <laughs> this, this is, is new. Yeah. yeah, completely different because I'm so used to like us like talking to yeah. each other, but now we have an audience. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'm excited. So how was your week? It's good. I um had my ultrasound this morning and I saw the baby. I saw your photo. I know, dude. I was just getting kind of mad because the way that the nurse was doing it, she was kind of rude because um, Hector was tapping his foot because we can't see the ultrasound because it'll show the sex of the baby. Obviously, we don't know yet. Oh, right. And you're waiting. Yeah. So she w- he was tapping while we were waiting and she was trying to concentrate. And she said, can you stop tapping your foot, please? And I was like like okay yeah and also the baby wasn't really like letting the nurse like um like be he wasn't really like he was in the mood yeah yeah i wasn't in the mood so she told me to lift my hips up and she put this thing up my vagina yeah and um i my stupid ass i don't know why i thought she said like lift your feet up and she was like your hips and i was like no bedside manner. But like, you know, you can just, complain on her. No, I was just like, Jesus, like I'm sorry, like I didn't mean, like in my hand. No, like, bitch, this is a happy occasion for me and my man. You gotta let us fucking enjoy this. Yeah, like, but Hector swears that she slipped up, as in like she said the sex of the baby. But well, I'm like, you can't really confirm because you think that's what she said. Uh, so we're gonna, we're still, we still have to wait. What a fucking bitch. And we told her we don't know the gender of the baby, and we don't want to. Yeah. What a fucking bitch. She slipped up. I'm glad you didn't hear it. Did you hear it? I didn't catch okay, any good. of this, but he okay. swears he knows, and I'm like, Ugh. ew. Well, yeah. sorry that happened. Hopefully, you guys get somebody else next time. Yeah. yeah, and also we didn't even get to talk to my doctor until tomorrow, and I'm like, like well, the, I'm guessing the baby's good because she didn't say anything bad. But yeah, I'm just happy. She when she put that thing on my my thing, yeah. Um, the baby was kicking. He was so, like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, so I think the baby was like, "Mama, I don't like this. Like, get it out." <laughs> but everything's been good. Everything's good. Well, how about you? How's your week? Oh, it's good. It's been pretty low key, like chill. You know, not having a baby, don't have a dog. So it's just kind of me. Oh, uh, Beyonce is yeah, in two days. So very excited. It's a Renaissance week. Uh-huh. Um, so um, Jamisa has been wearing like silver all week. Oh, okay. Renaissance week. Yeah, I was like, I don't have that much silver to wear so I don't think I can but very excited got my outfit like um, my friend is working on my hat so um, I'm excited to get that from her so yeah I'm just all down ready they I think obviously you know like Houston is all about Beyonce and like all that stuff yeah so there's a mannequin in Neiman's like by the entrance and it's like a silver deck down red bottom boots and like a silver hat and I'm like this gives off like Beyonce vibes for yeah. sure. Oh yeah, a lot of people have been even coming into this our store looking for Beyonce outfits, and I'm like, it, it's supposed to be silver and like you know like discoy and da da da. But the out the pieces that they picked, I was like, okay, it makes I can sense. see. Yeah, because we have some stuff now that kind of has like a vintage art like prints kind of on it, and so it goes into the Renaissance vibe. Oh, okay. So I was like, okay, I see where you're going, like, but you could have done better. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I just have been getting ready for that. I'm very super, super, super excited. Um, and yeah, that's it. So, um, what books have you been reading? 
haven't read anything this week. I'm trying. I'm about not to even start. that other one you got at Barnes and Noble. Yeah. Right? I, okay. So literally, cause um, you know, I'm, I we went to Marshalls to buy like um frames for the ultrasound pictures. Uh huh. And I had to like reorganize the books and whatever. And I'm like, dude, I have not started this book at all. But it is a romance for sure. I can't remember okay. what it's called. But it's a romance for sure. It's something about Jason and this other, this girl and this guy. Um, so I'm excited to see, to read that. But I'm like, should I just buy the Audible? That way I can listen to it at work. You, that's the same thing that happened with the last book. You oh, might as well. I, know, I feel like you always start with the book and then you're like, ah, oh, let me just get the Audible so I can keep yeah, going. So you might as well. That's exactly. the, whole re- the whole reason you got back into books was so you could listen to it while you were at work exactly. in the first place. So. But I'm also interested in reading that whole series that my manager told me to read. Yeah, Red Rising. Yeah. yeah. Did she give you, like, a, what it was about she at all? She did, but I kind of, like, I, I listened, but I didn't. You, you was pulling yeah. a you. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> pretty much what I got is that there's different colors, and every color is, like, um, the top tier. Gold is the top. Oh, gotcha. And, like, it's like ranking. Yeah, and it kind of reminded me of Serpent and the Wings. Is that what it's called? Yeah, Wings of Night. Uh-huh. You know how that I forgot literally all the characters' names, but you know how one of them pretty much is like rebelling uh, t- towards the king because you know the king this and that like. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Um. So pretty much kind of like this, and I think there's also like a romance story there. Okay. So I think like there's somebody in, in the lowest like color, and there he's he is rebelling against like the gold king or something like that mm-hmm. and um there's, there's like nobles and like there's a girl that she's a noble but she doesn't know it because she was raised like a peasant or whatever okay. a slave so i think it's, it's pretty much i feel like the story's gonna be like there's a rebel there's a girl she's noble they fall in love and then they're gonna be a new life. do it i think you should do it and then i'll listen to it after i'm done with mine and, <laughs> but i'm just glad that she said this is a really long like um series because i'm a girl yes we need i need something yeah to we gotta make it me. what three more months three more what are we september so end, of, end of september end of october november yeah. december yes january three four months yeah yeah so we need to, i feel like you already have your like sidetrack oh yeah and boy am i in yes so yes. which one are you listening to so i'm listening to brandon sanderson's Born series and it is the bomb it has me hooked like it is like Throne of Glass, but less like um, romance and stuff, but still like the same like planning, the same like action. Like I compared it to, I still think you need to watch this show on Netflix. It's um, Shadow and Bone. There's, yeah, there's a book series, but everybody's like, no, don't read the books. They're boring because apparently Netflix like switched it and made it better. So watch the show. Yeah, because I okay. love the show. Um, and then there's, like, spinoff books called The Six of Crows and, like, something else that are with it. But basically, it has, like, that feel, like, the world has that feel where it's, like, kind of dark and, like, um, kind of, I want to say gothic. But there's, like, ash that falls from the sky. There's, like, a red sun. Um, and all because their ruler was, like, trying stop the deepness or the darkness or whatever and so he did these things to help them but he ended up being like a tyrant and so he had enslaved people and there's this whole group of people called the scar who are like slaves and they're the ones that i told you last week they're so beat down and so in a slave mentality that they can't if somebody's like here here's a knife i killed your masters you can go rebel they'll be like 
rebel like what do you mean no we're not gonna do that yeah so um i'm on the second book now and so yes girl (laughs) when i that's why i say it's good and when i find a good book you know i go in and like it was back to the remember we used to try to listen to the sarah j mass books at work and like somebody would come back and ask us something and we would be like what like what do you want like steaming yourself like get your own side like what don't you see me like in a world right now it's so funny it's like that like it's so good like i'm stuck like i'm just laughing because it's like we would get pissed off for them asking us to do our job but we're at work yeah (laughs) yeah so i was having to like check myself and be like but i hate it when they like do it and it's like useless information and it's like did you hear me? I took the trash out. You're like, okay. Like, do I need, do you need me to pat you on the head? Like, are you, do you want a cookie? Like, okay. But like, I'm trying to like, and, uh, and then last, what was it? Friday. I got to the last hour of the book and I told you it pops. Like Sarah's book pop, like where stuff is just happening and you're like, oh my God. Yes. So I'm in that last hour and I'm listening. I made the mistake of listening to it at work. Pause. Every five minutes, pause, pause. Back up, back up, back up, back up. Pause, back up, back up, back up. Oh, start the so chapter boring. over. Like, so I felt like I was connected to it and I was getting it, but I don't feel like it could have. It couldn't. It wasn't as good as it could have been. So I think I'm gonna listen to it again. Yeah. But I went ahead and moved on to the second book or the. No, I'm on the third book. I started the third book today. How long are they? Um, like 27 hours, 28 hours. And you're reading the third book? Yes. Like I told you, I listened to it like Sarah J. Mass. Like I put it on at work, listen to it for eight hours at work, Drive. then put it in the car home. That's another 30 minutes. Get home, connected to the blue speed, this Bluetooth downstairs. Jesus. And when I'm eating dinner and like getting dressed or like, you know, washing off my makeup and like twisting my hair up i'll put it on I'll, it'll be playing and then i'll get in bed and then i'll set the sleep timer on my audible for like an hour and i'll li- so that i know like if i fall asleep where how far i need to go back and then i'll wake <laughs> up oh my god the dedication i get man. that's why i like long books i love series i like to like be completely immersed in the world so this one is doing it for me like there's so many like good characters there's like different points of view so i would say if if i were to compare it to sarah j mass books it's like throwing a glass okay um i can see where um there's some crescent city type things that happen there's um Akatar stuff that happens like there's a whole like stuff that happened in uh, apple war something that happens in there happens here like it's it has a lot of like the um, same elements but okay so i would say the difference is like i like his brandon sanderson stuff because it's more like uh um building the like you get more of the relationship like you're sitting in the moments where the people are building their bond so like you're sitting in the conversations and seeing like how they're becoming friends and how they're talking like working through your trauma working through my trauma and all that um but, but Sarah does the, the romance. Yeah, Sarah does the romance better and, like, the humor and stuff better, I yeah. think. So if they were to come together and write something, I think the book would be bomb as hell. Like, I honestly, I think we've even spoken about that. Like, I wonder if they, like, if she ever, like, you know that woman, Jennifer L. Arm something? Mm. What? Okay. <laughs> I don't like her book. I, I got to the second one. Yeah. The Kingdom of Ash, but I, you know, I pray they're good friends or something like that so yeah. I wonder I think I even asked you like I wonder if they would ever collab if they would ever collab because I feel like 
she kind of would put what Sarah would do in her books, like the whole meetings there. Pretty much they had like a joining, like the meetings. It kind of sounds yeah. the same. There's wolves, there's vampires, blah, blah, blah. See, but I don't feel like they're, I feel like, okay, I'm so sorry, but I feel like Sarah is here and I feel like writing, writing, okay. level writing talent. I think, like I feel like Sarah is here and like Jennifer is here. And yeah. so I feel like it would be better with someone who's like on Brandon Sanderson's level. I feel like it would be here. And like they would push each other and like the story that would come out would be the bomb. I feel yeah. like Jennifer Armitra would just be like filling in the holes for Sarah. Like Sarah's like, I need to go take a nap. Can you just write this? Like Yeah. And it's crazy. I still think about it because I'm like, I, I'm wondering if Sarah's always like, damn, I did not think my stuff was going to pop off like this. As in like, um... You know, like, do we literally everything she posts? We're like so in on it, like, yeah, Beyonce. like in a minute, literally yeah. Like her, like I feel like. I mean, obviously, this is a different level. She's an author and all that yeah. stuff, and she's like a performer. But yeah. like that kind of like feeling, like oh my god, Beyonce dropped something. Like fangirl. Sarah, same thing too. Yeah. So like she posted on Instagram, like yes! that's nothing to do with any of the books, but we everybody's checking it. Yeah. And then everybody's talking about it on TikTok. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, yes, it's an obsession. So um. Last week's episode, we talked about the Valkyries. Yes. So, do you have anything else to add or anything that you noticed from the Valkyries? I don't know if I said this in the last episode, but I do feel like the Valkyries, um, you know how this is, like, we still don't know what the prototypes were that the Illyrians, I mean, sorry, that the, of the prototypes of the angels in Hosab. Uh-huh. Um, I still think that maybe it is the Valkyries or, what do you think? I don't think it's the Valkyries. I think it's either the Sarah. Peregrim or the Seraphim. Yeah, because the Valkyries... They weren't, like, there? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't feel like it's them. I feel like they sound more like the other winged creatures. And we don't know that the Valkyries had wings. Yes. That does make sense. Yeah. So, maybe, but... To be continued. Like TBD to be determined, more info needed. Yeah, yeah. no, for sure. Yeah, but other than that, I feel like we covered everything in the Valkyrie yeah. episode. Yeah, um, yeah, I can't think of anything else from the Valkyrie. So, anyway, uh, this week, Steph, do you want to introduce it? Because Steph has been obsessing about these three chapters Dude, since we started the podcast. Ever since before, yes, exactly. We're actually going to speak about, um, host at the 71, 72, 73 chapters. Just because I feel like that it like has a lot of information that if you connect this with this, it just all makes sense. So yeah. yes, I'm super obsessed with these chapters. Uh, yeah, so let's get into it. Yeah, uh, so starting with chapter seventy one. Yeah, chapter seventy one is some, um so pretty much how it starts is that they're um all going to the Eternal City where there's there are at and it's Bryce Hunt and Rune. Rune's mission is to find um day. Hunt and Danica, I mean Danica, Hunt and Bryce are gonna go find out what Sophie had found out. Like behind the room. Yeah, In exactly. the palace, yeah, in the archives. And so like this chapter picks up with Bryce teleporting through the door. Mm-hmm. So she's walking down the stair- a staircase and she sees different plagues and it's like all the, the asteris, like um, her pair of girl these things are freaking the peregrine or what the what the the first one is called herperus hesperus hesperus i don't let's not talk about your writing uh one of those polaris um one of them is called eos for hesperus and esperus i think Uh uh-huh polaris 
Ostras, Sirius, and Rigelus. Yeah, so she sees all that, and she's trying to make up, like, make up what the heck this is about. So that's when she finds out that they feed off her star, um, starlight and, like, their power, like, percentage and all that. And it's also where she goes through a library, passes down... Oh, hold on, let's stop. Let's talk about the Asteri for a little bit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's dive before we move on. Yeah. Okay, so, um, this is when Bryce is walking down the stairs... Um, she sees um, her. Oh, it says her heart raced. She could have sworn the veins of first light in the quartz throbbed with each beat. So I was like, is this kind of foreshadowing for Bryce? So just to recap, we go back to Micah in um, Crescent City One when he's giving villain monologue or whatever. He mentions how the Asteria will recognize him as an Asteria with the horn and with the starborn power in Bryce's blood. So that Bryce it has a star Mm -hmm. so obviously she has a star she has the horn so she has the power to rival an Asteri then you add to that the power that she got from the gates Mm -hmm. bitch is all one right so is this foreshadowing that Bryce could could either become an Asteri or she's her power is like an Asteri or something to that nature so then when she's walking past all the nameplates and she's reading them she reacts to Sirius so she's like walking past everybody it's like blah 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 name them name them name them and then she trips and then she's like serious and so why did she trip before Sirius also I think I brought up on another episode it was like why um Bryce was born after Sirius got devoured basically and then Ember and Randall were considered holy vessels and Bryce came from Ember. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, that's weird. I was, so I was like, so can power be reborn? Yeah, because we don't really know where she... Okay, yes, we know she's a descendant from like Thea and Thea Autumn. Thea and Autumn King, but yeah. Who, who is... The Autumn King is the one who has that kind of uh, starlight power. So I think it's on both sides because Rune has it, but then also Bryce has it. So I think... It's a dad. Yeah, then. and then they said that... Thea's power goes through her female heir and that her line runs through a human line. So is that Ember's line? So does Bryce got it honest on both sides? And that's where her her, her starlight is um, stronger than runes? Possibly. That's what I think so. But also because she's the actual heir. So she would have gotten magic okay. and not rune. Yeah. But yeah, that was something that I noticed. Um, yeah. Oh, and the other thing that kind of foreshadows that is that when she's learning that they feed on the power she's like the Asteri fed on their power like she did with the gate was she no better than them is she but do you think she would take over one of the Asteri's positions or she would defeat the Asteri and become something better as in like that, a god maybe that I think she's gonna be a, like a god ruler basically of Midgard um you know how she surpassed um her dad's um, power. Mm-hmm. I wonder what the Asteri's power level is. Cause, I know, right? Because, yes, right here we see, like, oh, this person has 76% because obviously they're being, like, charged, but mm-hmm. what is their actual power level? Mm. So I wonder if she could, sur- she has surpassed um, the Asteri. But then also, is they do they actually have power without the first light? So they're siphoning and drinking all this power, but do you have an original power that is feeding, or are you just operating off this power that you stole? Yes, I think that's exactly what's happened. I think they're strong only because of the first light. So I feel like 
that's why they were so desperate in looking in different worlds to see what is the best the best meal i guess mm-hmm. or source where their powers like are up to like top notch because yeah. i feel like without it they are like weeks and whatever they're, they're, yeah well they're, they're leeches they're parasites or whatever so how the par- a parasite doesn't have a power it takes over something else so that it can have life yeah so. yeah so i thought that was funny and then just for the names the things that kept popping out about the names was that they're an asteri basically is a the name asteri is basically a group of stars right mm-hmm. so all of them tie to dawn and twilight in the suns in some kind of way they also tie to demeter and persephone from greek mythology um dawn which i think is funny is first light so their names are kind of a joke that they eat first light is tied to dawn so they're named after things of dawn Mm -hmm. um and that all of their names are related to either they were a son or a daughter of a titan which is like the first gods and um you said that you think that the story come from titans no i think so i think the story no i don't know i think so no i think they're i think you know how they're they're always talking about um, how old magic is slumbering, something is sleeping, it's waking, or something is primordial, and um, the ancients and all that stuff like that. So I think those are the titans. And then I think um, Aelin and Reese and Feyre and Bryce and all of them are going to become the new gods, which would be the Olympians like Zeus and Aphrodite and all of them, basically. You know what? It was Thur a god? Yeah, I think he was a yeah. He was a so god of thunder. Yeah. Do you think that Han could be the new thunder god or like Thur? I think he. So I think Thur is one of the old primordial gods that came before the Asteri. That the Asteri made everybody forget about uh, because they were like, "We're your gods now." Mm. Yeah, yeah. So I thought that that was funny yeah and then um some specifics to call out Esperus and Hesperus were the evening star and the morning star Polaris is the north star but in Arabic um religions it's also the evil star that killed the great warrior of the sky which could point to Orion um Octris is the eighth part of a circle and he represents the south pole um Ostris is means star or to burn he's associated with the winds and he's also married to the goddess of dawn Sirius is pre-dawn rising um it is the hound of orion or the hound of durian um and then um basically in the celestial i guess how everything works it goes um Sirius or wait yeah so orion Sirius, and then rigelus so also i'm like are they just recycling through a theory that are are like not working like <laughs> i don't i don't know i'm like okay so if orion was first then what if they got rid of him they turned him into hunt and so now he's an angel that hunts or whatever oh like they and then demote. they got yeah serious and then she started acting up so they was like fine whatever you're gonna go fight apollyon you die so now does that mean that bryce is up next like to to fill that next hysteria spot do they like rotate them in and out um, maybe. I feel like also that might, like, um, support the reason why, like, Gradulus is in that young body. Yeah. Because, like, I think even when, like, they come out and speak, 
um, Hunt would say, like, doesn't make sense how he has such a powerful, like, um, presence. Yes. Yeah. And he is in such a small, like, teenage boy body. Yeah. And it's like, maybe that's feel like that's what happens. Like, um, either they fuck up and they're like, we're going to vote you, or the host that they take over just like gives up and like they have to get yeah or they get killed by the younger the better somebody maybe because they even feed off children yeah. and I think from feeding off children I think that was like the best source of like first planet or something like that. Um, from one planet that they came from yeah so I feel like I feel like they're also like the younger the better it just sounds very wrong it just, well I think it just depend, <laughs> depended on where they were getting their fruit from but basically Crescent City is the is the farm perfected yeah yeah so everybody is giving us food and we're getting seconds after they die yeah so I thought that was fun and then um I also looked up since we were looking up star grouping names I just went ahead and googled Orion and it's a grouping of stars the two brightest are Rigel and Beetlejuice the left foot and the right shoulder which is funny because Rigelus is called the bright hand um, it rises before Sirius in the Bible. He's called a fool, and in cool. Egypt, um, Orion. Orion, yeah. And then in Egypt, he's regarded as a god. He's in the Greek mythology. He's blinded by a king after he fell for the daughter, but his vision is restored by the rays of the rising sun, which is dawn. Which is I what? No, I feel like we were saying this downstairs, and I feel like the whole like he fell in love. What is it? He fell in love with what? The da- he fell for the daughter of a king. Wait, are didn't um? Oh, twi- Bryson. No, hold up. Bryson's the daughter of a king. No, yeah, but what are the twins from? Like um, Sashir, his lover. Shahar. Shahar, and- another one. The the sisters, pretty much. Yeah. Like they killed their parents, but their parents were like top notch people too. No, they were archangels. They were? Yeah. I thought they were, like, strong and, like, they were, like, up there. No, they were bred by archangels, yeah. Oh, okay, so I was going to say, oh, like, he, they, you know how he fell for her, then, um, you know, pretty much. But she wasn't the daughter of a king. Bryce is the daughter of a king. And what did it say? So he was followed, he fell in love with the daughter of a king, and then what? And then he got blinded, and then his vision was restored by the rays of the rising sun. And then when he died, Bryce killed him with first light. Dawn, the rising sun. Literally, maybe that's that's literally what she did. Like we wrote that into like Crescent City. Well, after going through all of this, she literally, I definitely took points and like storylines and plot lines, and then like threw them in a bucket, mixed them up, and was like, okay, let me just write, and then filled in her own like like characters and like what they go through in dialogue and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But love that, love that, love that, love that. (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, that's that's all I had for them. But it's funny that you mentioned Dawn Court and all that Dust Court and all those things because when I'm um, still in, actually in Chapter 72, she's still at, um, behind the door. Is that what it was? She went behind the door? She's in the archives, uh-huh. yeah. And she's in a library passing doors and she passes the door, Dawn, Midnight, Dusk, and Midday. And we were wondering why is it, why is Dawn Court, I mean the Dawn, there's a Dawn door. Yeah. So then I started making like the, um, you know, the small connections. So we know that Thesen is a high lord. Nuwen was the woman who created the Thebane. Uh, between it's between day court and uh, winter court, and it specializes in tinkering, clockwork, and clever things. 
and they also have a small aerial legion of winged fairy called the Peregrine or the Seraphim. And that's when I started telling her, like, maybe the Dawn Court is um, relevant because that's where the prototypes came from. They're the Seraphim and the Peregrine are the prototypes of the archangels now in Crescent City. And I also feel like they resemble a lot of Hunt. And I feel like Hunt came from either there because he some of his DNA at least yeah I feel like it's obvious that Hunt is not fully angel he Mm -hmm. has some kind of like fae in him because he becomes very like like the mating bond like his sin Mordor causes sin like all of these things yeah Yeah. he speaks the ancient fae language like all of these things and so I feel like this has something to do with it but you're also saying like how like there's a lot of dawn brought up on yeah so i feel like they also pay attention a lot to the solar cords and i feel like the reason why they pay attention to the solar cords is because this like this backs up that reason so i wonder if this is the next phase that we're going into so like we were talking about okay so it's the the solar cords are day and night and then there's dawn and dusk and then there's midday and midnight. Like, they're all, like, mirrors of each other. Yes. So, it's like, what what's going on there? And then why... We, so, we, we understand dusk is gone. We don't have a midnight or a midday. But we do have a dawn. Yes. So, what, what happened to these other three courts? Or were they three courts or were they something else? But then I also told you, like, there's a random... Um, oh, not random. But in Hosab, when... Um, they're trying to mess around and Ethan is like have sex a little louder um when Bryce smells hunts like arousal scent or whatever it's like midnight something so it's like is is that a hint that maybe his lineage came from one of these lost courts that we don't know about so we know he's from Prithian because the star lights up on her chest when Hunt is around so is that a hint that he could be from this court and I say midnight because you know they say their scent smells like from where they the are. home or whatever. Yeah. So I'm like, is that maybe? So maybe you not. think midnight not dawn? I, I don't know. But well, for <laughs> sure, one of those courts. Because yeah. I just oh like it's so it's crazy. I'm so glad you did this like back background mm-hmm. uh, history because it does make sense on why these courts are being like aimed at. Mm-hmm. But I also do want to know why exactly Dust Court was... Because I think in Akatar, you know when Farrah looks at the map and then she said that there's a spot where, like, it looked like no one had touched it. Like where the cauldron hit first or whatever? Yeah. And that's where the Dust Court is at. So I'm like, yeah. why is the Dust Court, like, direct? Like, it's so relevant because Thea's, Thea is from the Dust Court. Like, that's where she ruled or whatever. So, and the harp the history about it it sounds like the people from the dust core were like you know um in those realms like going they were stuck in between realms or gateways or whatever um so i wonder why that core is relevant so i i it makes me think of ilway and how erwan attacked from the south first and he took out ilway because they understood how to do um word marks and they knew magic and so they could have fought him off and they could have taught others to fight him off so i feel like if you conquer a place you go into the people who can kill you or your biggest threat are the people that you take out first so what i think 
Don and Doug, well, because the prison used to be a court, I think it's sitting on a well of magic, mm-hmm. just like the glass castle and the crystal castle and all the different books are sitting on. And then the same thing you said about Lampus and um, Nesta and the castle that he shows her, he talks about what magic being untethered again. Yes. So I'm like, I feel like all of these places are sitting on wells of magic. And I think that because Mistborn, you guys gotta read the book. Like, I feel like, I feel like reading that book is giving me hints of what's going on in this book. It's like, oh, that that makes sense. I could see like that maybe she's setting this thing up to happen in a different way than he did. Mm-hmm. But I could see. Anyway, sorry, but yeah, no, you're continue. <laughs> you're making me wanna read it. I'm saying. Um, that's what I'm saying. Okay, so then that was chapter seventy-one. No, so no, seventy-two, the one with the doors and everything. No, we even got oh with the doors. Yeah. Okay, so seventy-one was like she's going through. Oh, yeah. the other thing I wanted for seventy-one was the quartz. It it that's what we were saying that connects it to the glass castle and throne of glass. This castle and then the other castle is because they're all sitting. There's stone underneath and then there's glass or quartz on top, and the quartz and the glass is amplifying and channeling the magic that it's pulling from underneath. Mm-hmm. So they're all yeah because even lances when he's showing nesta the whole like um vision of what he could do if she ruled with him is he tells her we shall rebuild palaces of ice and flame palaces of darkness and starlight magic shall flow untethered again you just said that but it's like i even told her like this sounds like even the palace in the internal city the one where the asteri um have or whatever because when bryce is underneath um like in underneath the um, the palace or whatever when she she, goes she hits stone and she touches it and she says it's cold so yeah she's going down 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 and there's like she swears that there's like veins pumping that starlight or that um the first light Mm -hmm. yeah so it's like this literally sounds like what lanthus is describing so obviously lanthus was a daglin we already confirmed that that well, we already agreed that the Daglin were are pretty much like the sisters and brothers of the Asteri. Mm-hmm. So, of course, they're going to re-replicate, like, replicate this whole palace all over again. The, the Asteri would Well, because it's, like, basically, like, how their power works. So, mm-hmm. that's the only way that they can eat is to find these wells of power exactly. and to set up on them exactly. and build a farm. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, so then she goes into the dusk room. And oh, so one thing I thought that was funny that pop, popped out to me was that the door handle was gleaming. Like she was about to leave oh, yes. and the door handle was yes. gleaming. So I was like, who's talking to you right now telling you to keep looking? Hold on, hold on. I think she says, oh, that thinks, um, what's his name? Um, Emmett or the other one? De- Declan? Declan? Declan. One of them, which was the smarty one? Declan. She swears that it's him that, oh, thank you to him. The door was along. That's not the part I'm talking about. That's not the part I'm talking about. I'm talking about the part where, so she sees, she gets the information about the Asteri. She's running back up the stairs and she's about to leave. She looks at the door. The door is gleaming. Why? The And then she starts, that's what, what triggers her to look around at everything else. And then that's when she's like, oh, agriculture, water cleaning. Oh, what's down here? What's down here? And then that's when she sees midnight, midday, dusk, and dawn. Yes. Yes. So who is leading her to look at all of that? I think he 
hit the mother right now. Yeah, because I feel like uh, it happens in another book where something gleams or something shines, and it was a hint to that character to go look at something. And it's either Irene or Nesta, I want to say, that it happens to. Irene, Irene, when she's in the baths yeah. and her, she finds her bell and it gleams or something like that. Yeah, and it was the mo- <laughs> I'm done. It was the mother. Yeah. The mother be on everywhere. She be mothering, okay? <laughs> okay, um, we are still... Actually, no, I think that's all we got off. Um, no, 72. We're still at 72. And Bryce is still there. And she sees the constellation and the solar system. This is where she goes in the room, the dusk room. Yes, and she sees the constellations and the solar system. And this is what makes me think, like, these motherfuckers are all in this. As in, like, she sees that they, that she's like, this same thing has, was in the autumn court. I mean, the autumn king has it. Reese has it. So it's like. But she didn't see it. So first, when she first walks in, all the stuff she's looking at is just paper on the wall. It's like they have a big, you know, have you seen those whiteboards where they like put all yes. their like pictures and stuff like that. Yeah. So she's looking at that and she's going through all the notes and then she bumps into the table and then that's when the digital orrery comes yeah. up. Yeah. So what do you think that Reese, the reason why she put that the Autumn King have it, Reese has it. I think the reason why maybe the Autumn King has it is because he's trying to, he himself is also trying to find a way to either get rid of this theory or get back to his homeland, which is Frisbee. I think both, and because when um, he leaves, he goes to visit Bryce at her job at the Fate Archives, and he's like, I know what you, you're looking for, I've been searching for it too, and she's like, oh yeah, what is that? And he's like, the truth. He's trying to figure out the Asteri. Hold on, he also sees um, the numbers that Sophie had written in And he book. knew what they were. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But why, do you, okay, another question, why do you think Reese has the same thing? What do you think? We don't has know. the same thing what the solar system the ori like, yeah that the astronomer has yes. i think jessica has one i okay so i think there's going to be some kind of alignment with the planets that's going to come up and they're trying to figure out in how many so many years or whatever and that the rifts are going to reopen just like naturally because of planetary alignment so i figure like they're trying to track like when it's going to happen what planets are going to hit like because they wouldn't have access to the series information of planets they conquered but they could see how planets move how things rotate how solar systems interact and also i'm sure i i feel like reese knows way more than we we know because he like what are you looking for exactly like what are you out here exactly and then there well because he has to know that there the gates and the rifts have been open before and like when they were open and like what came through and like what wars it caused and so why would you be looking into the future trying to decipher like is it gonna happen again or can we prevent it or i'm thinking this is maybe this is random maybe this is dumb but do you think he has this this whole solar system whatever because he's trying to find his sister because he still believes that she's alive and she's somewhere Girl, out there in the world. I think it's bigger than that. <laughs> I mean, it, I I think Reese thinks his sister is dead. He he saw her, he when he told the story to Feyre. Like I just I feel like he thinks his sister is dead. Did you see that theory? I think oh, with I the Fyro. I think I think I sent it to you. They don't think it's um, Lorraine. Is that what her name is? Rune's mom. Oh. This is way off topic, I'm sorry, but did you see that where it, I think I said it, I 
I sent it to you, but I don't think you saw it. Um, they don't think it's who um, Ash was visiting. Rune's mom, a sister. Mm-hmm. I mean, Rune's mom is not Reese's sister. I think he's visiting his mom, Asriel. Like mm-hmm. his mom lives in Rose Hall. Okay. I'm just thinking like, oh, I don't even know how this goes. So anyway, back to the orrery. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. Okay, back uh, to um So yeah, okay. we don't know what he's looking for. Bryce bumps into the table, the orrery comes up. And when she does that, this it's a picture of the sun. I mean like it's like the obviously like the sun. And there's five planets surrounding that sun. But the only ones that she says that are surrounding the sun are Renthar, which is the aquatic people's world. Then there's Apraxia, where it says the innocents um, learn of our methods too quickly. We lost many to their unified front. And I told Cordy that I think that's Prithian because they realized the daggling pretty quickly. But the three other worlds, obviously she does say all these other worlds, but... We don't know. She doesn't put names on these worlds. Does that make sense? Like yeah. But just... also, again, I told you there. That's just <coughs> one solar system. So then, imagine like a million pages on the wall of solar systems like this. That's what she's walking through. So she's flipping through all of these. So this one only had five. Then she flips to another two, and then she sees something. And then she flips through some more, and then she's like, "Oh hell, that that's in a whole Mid- different uh-huh. solar system." Yes. Yeah. And then she flips some more, and then she finds Midgard. Mm-hmm. So all of these, it's like earth like our solar system times 10 million but in, yeah yeah I yeah say, like in real life there are probably other no there are yeah youtube go go down a rabbit hole <laughs> it'll freak yeah. you out yeah but um that whole history was like midgard being conquered in 1703 and then like hell like oh that whole like that whole history what did you say that you think so that- so it how it happens is in 1701 that's when um they hell had um it was hell who fought against this theory at 1701 Wait, hold on, let me okay there it is okay so in 1701 that's when the asteri um got pushed out of hill in 17,002 is when hell found the asteri on midgard and started a war so they asteri had been there for a year getting established so then the war lasted from um 1702 to the end of 1703 and that's when hell was defeated by peleus and they were sent back home yes yes so what were you trying to say about it no, I was just giving the like the feedback of like each world, like Midgard and then Hell, and then um, what else? This is like the history of that, like Hell and Midgard. And I was like, I wonder if that makes sense. How like Hell found them first, then they found them, they won them, like you just said, won them, then they found them again, and and Midgard pretty much tried to join forces with people in Midgard, aka Thea and her people. But they still lost. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I thought you had another point. <laughs> well, I thought I did too, but no. Okay. So yeah. Anyway. So yeah. So she bumps into the table. She sees that. So she realizes that Hill really has been trying to help them this whole time, and that like she sees that they got they grew attached to um, citizens of Midgard. So obviously Thea is where Bryce makes the connection, and she says they were in love, and blah 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 blah. blah. And you and I last um, 
either last episode or two episodes ago were like how long was this Thea Ada's relationship going on did it happen when they got to the Midgard side was it happening before like were they hanging out in Prithian and that's the thing we were wondering like did they have like a did they have like a kid and maybe like yeah are they Fionn's kids or are they or did she have kids with Fionn and Adis and then Peleus made his fake starborn kid maybe wouldn't it be crazy if Adis and Thea did have a kid and that's when we have like that whole theory that Bruce is like connected to the hell to hell oh we, we won't know until right. January 30th. And can you please believe January 29th? I'm gonna be up at 11 59 waiting to hit the, the button <laughs> to I'm listen done. to the book. I'm done. Um, um uh huh. Uh, the female, fake female. No, I just pretty much what I wrote down is the connection between Silver Flames, Silver Flames, and that whole situation with like the fake female with Sophia and how like they they did um Nazi the old enemy, that whole history. Like, it's crazy because, you know, obviously in Silver Flames, we only get, like, a little depiction of what happened mm-hmm. when she touches the harp. But if you put that with the whole, like, um, history that Ragnarok is saying, it's like, holy shit. Like, it all makes sense. Mm-hmm. I was like, I want to reread it, but it's like, I feel like we've already said this so many times in yeah. like, other chapters. Uh, yeah. Um. So then, yeah, she... Starts looking for the Asteri's home planet, and then Rigelus is like, ah, gotcha. <laughs> Thanks for falling into my little trap. Yeah. Um, but then he says, We're we're higher beings, we are gods. Basically, don't don't judge us for eating y'all because we don't judge y'all for eating what you eat. Yes. So um but when he says that we're higher beings, we are gods, that made me think about the throne of glass gods. Like mm-hmm. they were saying the same thing that they were gods of yes. that world. So that is another tie to say that they are daggling a scary mm-hmm. gods. So I think that's all for 72. So mm-hmm. now on 73, 73, sorry, is when, um, you know, pretty much Radulus is confessing everything to Bryce and mm-hmm. how, like, giving her her the history of her ancestors and how pretty much how she opened the gates and all that. So she used the harp and she used the horn and and then the harp i think that he was also telling bryce that the people in prithian they found the access points to get to their world mm-hmm. so i think that the harp is a, is an access point because um when nesta is going to the harp she says that um she was not brought here by the cauldron nor the mother so obviously i feel like someone either i think you who did you think it was Adis. Aided or something, someone because he's the only other one that's been guiding people. Like he's been building wars, and anytime they ask where Aedas is at, oh, he's he's getting the war, he's getting getting ready to fight. Yeah, I think this is the reason why someone was leading her, not the mother, not the cauldron. And I like how she had that eight pointed tattoo on her back because this is the harp. That's literally how the harp is laid up. Like it says, the harp laid atop an eight pointed star. A constellation made of stars and I think this is the access point on one of the to get to where the stereo, Midgard mm-hmm. yes 
because um, even Cassian... Well, it's literally the gate that they went to, the, where they made the crossing. Yes, yeah. because even Cassian says that he feels like maybe the prison was made there on purpose and these monsters were put in the prison in order to protect the harp. And I think that that's, that's exactly what happened. I feel well, like... Well, I think it's the harp and I think it's also whatever power that that whole castle or mountain or the yes. structure is sitting yes. on too. Yeah, um, I totally agree with that. And I do think that what he was saying was also true because obviously if you find like this prison is known for like it has bees and it has monsters and it has like bad you know features or whatever yeah. um why would you go in there and fuck around with like those things so obviously this has a reputation a bad reputation you do not want to go in there because there's all these monsters and i think this is all put there on purpose so nobody can get access to the harp well that would also make sense that they were trying to hide not only the trove item but a well of power because you're putting all these powerful like beasts and monsters in one spot so obviously anybody who can read power is going to think that the power is coming from the inhabitants of the prison so Mm -hmm. absolutely yes totally agree totally 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 i also think that when um, I told you this already. Um, that when Thea was closing all these gates to get this stereo out of Prithian, she also like um, what's the word? Like she stuck the Valkyries and those those Fae and their children in between the realms. Like they're still stuck in between. Yeah. Those realms. So I feel like that's what Nesta's hearing. Like, oh, they used they were used to like they were knocking at a door that once that is no longer there or whatever because she obviously closed them and I told her that I feel like she has she's pretty much the same thing as Elena from Thorn and Flask mm-hmm. she's pretty much just doing this like has that guilt that Elena has because obviously Elena fucked everything up for her world because you know she wanted to save her world at that time does that make sense? yeah um so I think that's literally what Thea did as well because she either has to sacrifice her people to get rid of the Steri or, you know, they're all going to die. I think, yeah, I think you're right. Like, they, she saw a way to end the war and she was like, gotta close it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so then people were stuck in there. Yeah. So I think that's what she still hears, like, the screaming and she said that she pretty much the harp, like, it's, what is it? Something like, um, it left off the, like, how... Like when she touched it, it's continuing how it left off. Oh, uh huh. Yeah. Like so she felt like someone had just put it down, or yes. like yeah, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So that's literally why I feel like she still hears those screams and all that because people they probably still are going through like a lot of like oh my god get me out of here like I've been stuck here for like fifty thousand years mm-hmm. you know so I think that's um, relevant. <laughs> uh, um, the other yeah. thing. Okay, so then Rydalis is talking. Um, to Bryce and he's like telling her basically everything that happened and like where her fate come from but then um, the other thing I told you that stood out to me was he was like okay I want you to reopen the rifts um, and then Bryce is like somehow using the northern southern rifts to move between worlds or whatever way they travel and it's like well what, it, what do you mean whatever the way they travel so there's the rifts you can travel through there's the gates you can travel through but then also later when Rigelis is talking, he's like, um, from one of those worlds that didn't work out. And he's like, we, they took several citizens, um, to sustain during their travel. So are y'all on a spaceship, bro? Like, are y'all, like, how are y'all traveling and why would you need to take 
uh, to go back with you <laughs> to get to the next place you know what i mean yeah so are we about to get like some spaceship action and is that like how alien and all these worlds are gonna be like connected are they gonna be able to just hop on a spaceship and come over <laughs> i don't so, know but that yeah. that's definitely something that i was like okay i can't wait for crescent city three to see if we get an answer to this question or if we go this direction like is there another way to travel besides rifts and gates yeah that would make sense i mean I don't know if there's any other way that she would, like, introduce how they traveled in time. Yeah. Because spaceships would kind of make sense. Just because it's like, yeah, like, how do you travel in time? Um, uh, what do you mean you needed to take food with you? Like, what do you mean? Exactly. Like, it should, walking through the gate, you should just be there. <laughs> like, it shouldn't, you shouldn't need to take yeah. anything with you. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing um, that I noticed when Bryce is talking, she, she figures out, she's like, oh, yeah, dust truth. And Bridalist does not confirm or deny. He does not go into anything about Dust Truth. He just is like... And then starts talking about something else. Yeah. Well, for Dust Truth, he just tells her, like, where her people come from. Like Yeah, but no, I'm saying, court. go back and listen again. Like, she, he's telling her, like, his whole monologue or whatever. And then she's the one that's like, oh my god, it's Dust Truth. And he doesn't confirm or deny. He Dust just truth. quiet. Cricket. The also the other the other thing that we don't even get that much feedback is um Project Thur. The only thing he says is that Thur was the last time um someone got as close as Danica to find out the truth of the theory. What the fuck does that even mean? Like yeah. was there someone about like from Thur? Cause Thur is a planet. It's a planet mm-hmm. and they named it after whatever Thur, no? Yeah. Um so I'm like, is that what he says that is that him referring to like someone from third found out who they were because they did they messed up that world just like they did to all the other worlds or is project there um like when he says that is it no no i just think that so i think it ties to hunt and why he's named orion because like i we talked about this a little bit earlier. Orion is also a grouping of stars. So I feel like this theory were being like a little haha when they did this. Um, the grouping of stars, the two brightest are Rigel and Betelgeuse, the left foot and the right shoulder. It rises before Sirius. So that's another tie in to Asteri. Um, he's regarded as a god, which again, Asteri. In the Greeks, he's um, blinded by the king. We talked about that earlier. Um, but. he's also part of the winter months and he's called the fallen so all of these things are all characteristics that have been described of hunt do you think when you're saying that this is a joke or this is like them like making fun of orion hunt is i feel like that's also like they're making fun of him by putting him that thing yeah the... That's why everybody is like, what the, why do you have that on your head? Like, what are you doing? Like, so, I, I feel like everybody is saying that you're just as powerful as an Asteri or basically you're a god. And then the Asteri are saying, we took it from you. And that's Thur's Project Thur. Was us taking that information that you learned from you and who you are from you. Like, you're not a god anymore. You're not Thur anymore. Now you're Hunt Orion, our hunter who we send to hunt demons so that they don't come save y'all from us. Yeah, I feel like they, you know how you have that theory that Hunt really, like, lives, like, different lives or whatever. He forgets his past. Yeah, or they, like, wipe his brain yeah, or something like that. Yeah, wipe his brain. I feel like that's literally 
describes this. Yeah, like they gave him his whole hunt personality. So he is, he may not be thorough, he may not be an alias, but he is definitely somebody else. And I don't think hunt is his true identity, basically. And it's also crazy because he is the only one of his kind that is an archangel and Mm -hmm. has thunder powers. His yeah, his power is crazy. He has gray wings. Nobody else has gray wings. He looks like Draken from um, the Seraphim. And uh, like their wings are kind of the same. But then also um, in Aqua War, when Draken pulls up and Feyre and Nesta get taken into the sky by Cassian and they have that whole conversation. Mm -hmm. When Reese is like, gotta let you know, Jurian is here. His eyes go wholly black. Hunt's eyes go wholly black. So, it's like, are they... He also has, like, tan skin and, like, brown eyes and, like, angular eyes. And that's also kind of how Hunt is described. So, I mean, yeah. he could be related. Yeah. Who do you... Question. Who do you think that his father was then? When, when Jessica and Aidas are speaking and just he tells Jessica, well, you knew his father best. I don't... I think it has to be a god. I think maybe... Apollyon. I I think it could be Apollyon. Like, because when he showed up, he's also described as Hunt. And then also, I told you there's like a chapter where, I mean, almost every other sentence, the word pit is there. And it's describing Hunt. And it's like, the pit this and the pit this, or like a pit, 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 pit. And I'm like, are you trying to tell us that that's his daddy? Uh, I wish I had it like handy with me, but like, yeah, it's like, I don't his father was Apollyon because no like I feel like Why? Aedis would say he has like, a gold eye no I just and he has dark hair and he go back and look at the description of Apollyon and his armor and the rustle of his wings and the way he talks to Hunt like he's sunning him like yeah, you're my son like uh, no, I'm not convinced. I don't think God, so. I, try, I would just say go back and read it again and see what happens. I feel like this always happens. I'm like, oh, yeah, this happens, blah, 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 blah. And then a week later, you're like, oh, and then this, and then, then this is confirmed. <laughs> and I'm like, didn't we just talk about this? Like, <laughs> done. Um, I, would, I feel like I have a lot, um, like, not left to say, but I feel like what I have written down is things that I have said before in mm-hmm. other past episodes just about like um uh Prithian like the history of that does core that's obviously where Starborn and like Bryce mm-hmm. is pretty much not originally from um there's also like how that um you know how the story keeps saying like oh um they never recognize their old enemies or like their masters or whatever mm-hmm. their creators it's obvious that they um are the pretty much the the ones that were there before the the Fae in Prithian. Mm-hmm. And, like, Reese is telling them the history about, like, the Fae were not the first masters of this world. And it was all obviously, like, um, they, these gods or whatever, which uh, in their in their version, it's a Dagon. But it's actually, like, well, that Dagon and their story we come from, they're, they're, they're the same. So, that's all I have written after in chapter 73 because, obviously, he's giving all that history to mm-hmm. Bryce so that's um okay so what I have is I told you the thing that I didn't realize um about one of the chapters it was page 754 is that it I don't know why I read this book 
like three or four times and it did not click that Cormac actually had firepower. Yeah. So he's throwing firepower. He's throwing fireballs all over the place and then he incinerated the Jeep and then um, he blows himself up. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, maybe he is still alive because it makes me think about Eris and Lucian and how they use their firepower and like how they're basically immune to fire. So when um, it, Feyre and Lucian knock down the cave thing, Eris sticks his head through and he's glowing like a newly forged god, then it's like, okay, so obviously if you have firepower, then you should be immune to fat power uh, to that, right? So if you get blown up, you should still be able to survive it. So I would not be surprised if he pops up in the dungeons with yes. Baxian and Rune and all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that I had was about Thea. So, what I'm getting from all of this research is that, um, Thea, like, it's all, like, the Greek mythology and everything is tied in together. Okay, so then what I was saying about um Thea is okay so my theory is like she's recreating the the rollout of the gods so like basically the earth and the sky birthed the titans so they were the father the parents of the olympians and then then the olympians ruled over all the humans so i feel like um so the titans hyperion and Thea were brother and sister but they also got married um Hyperion was the titan god of the sun, and Thea is the goddess of sight and vision. They had three kids, Helion, Selene, and Eos. So Helion is the sun, Selene is the moon, and Eos is dawn. They're considered second generation titans. They wouldn't be the kickoff of the Olympians yet. Um, Thea endowed gold and glitter silver things with their value, which is funny because Cathona is a golden statue, and like they always have like a golden... Um, bow or arrow or um silver the silver flames and all that stuff like that mm-hmm. um so the titans are represent natural or cosmic ep- aspects of the universe which makes me think about how when something happens sarah talks about like a primordial energy or like something a, a sleeping beast opening its eye or something like that so that makes me think though the older gods before them like represent the titans and so then Feyre and Reese and Aelin and all of them would be like the new Olympians, which represent more of the aspects of humanity, like intelligence or um, war. Um, a fun fact about Eos is that she had a chariot with winged horses and wings that help her um, bring death, which also makes her like a dawn goddess. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we were talking about how Helion is the high lord of the day court. And how he could tie into all of this. Because like you said, you feel like the solar courts are the ones that were under attack mm-hmm. by the Asteri. So, which makes sense. Does some fire, like all of these things are the things that can kill the Asteri. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, maybe the Helion is going to factor into the storyline going forward about how we defeat the Asteri yeah. in all different worlds. I think aside from Helion's like son being like the high the high lord of the dead corp and that's being a solar corp i think it also has to do with the libraries holding a lot of information that oh yeah they they don't have because obviously like history was written 
rewritten by the hysteria mm-hmm. and also I feel like you're right he will have some kind of impact in how we get rid of the hysteria because mm-hmm. even this is important he's a curse breaker also yes. yeah and um that whole comment he made like I feel like when he's touching the mask he he says oh I think like one of my ancestors um coded like a warning into the mask mm-hmm. so obviously he's connected to the trove and exactly. like yeah uh-huh. so it's like i feel like he will fall into this and help out how to figure out a way and also I do think- you think he's gonna die um <laughs> uh, no no need that whole reconnection with him and uh what's his name lucian how's how's lucian gonna become high lord then we said that he was going to take over Tamlin because something's going to no, happen No, you Tamlin. said, you said that. But he, that's not how the magic works. Like, it can't be transferred to him. Like, that's not his home court. So he can either, I think he could either get Autumn or he could get Day. Not Autumn. Autumn because that's, um, Eris for sure. If he don't die. <laughs> oh you sound like my manager, Terrence. She wants somebody to die. Well, okay. I no, I feel like I'm preparing myself because after Lahaba and the 13, I feel like I gotta stay ready. And we did say like we you're not gonna somebody, rip my heart out again. We did say we need somebody in Akatar to die. Now we it, need it's, it's coming. Yeah, because it happened in Throne of Glass and yeah. it happened in um, Crescent City. Yeah, we're missing one, buddy. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. And then I was also when we were reading these chapters when Room first gets down to the um, dungeons. I think they're foreshadowing what's going to happen to him. It's like he heard a male screaming and like begging and pleading and like all of these things. And he was like, oh, I'm just glad it's, it's not a female. I'm glad it's not a day. And I'm like, that's going to be you. Oh, because he was in love. I feel like you were that type of person and be like, I'm in love. Like it's in a week or two. I mean. No, but he's. What do you mean? No, he's. I'm talking about him being in the dungeons, getting tortured. No, what are you talking like, about him being in love? Because you know how he's like. Because he's in love with Day. That's when he goes saves her. What does that have to do no, with I'm him just, hearing the torture and that foreshadowing his torture? I'm just thinking like, oh, I feel like Rune's the type of person to fall in love quick. I feel like I say something, you'd be like. <laughs> I'm just thinking. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> No, but yes, I agree. He was foreshadowing. He was foreshadowing his what's he's gonna happen to him as he sees three. Okay. Okay. But we're saying something else. I know you just said something and I was like, dude, it's going somewhere. Um, about him being in the dungeons and like and getting tortured. No. And you were talking about day and night and him being in love and how he falls in love quick. No, um, something about the, the autumn, autumn, no, back to Helian. Um, <laughs> I feel like he's also relevant because remember how we had a, a theory that maybe Bryce and Helian are somehow related because they the have... The thighs, baby, and the amber eyes. The thighs and the amber eyes. And also, you, you know how you just mentioned like Killian and have been son, Thea's son or something like yeah. that. And um, how they had a, another dog of Sukiya's sister with like um, a thingy of carrots of Pegasus or whatever. Yeah. Killian is the only one who has Pegasus. So Yeah. Yeah. They're all connected. I see where you're going. It's a family affair. And yeah. maybe sis, if he said his ancestor something about the mask or whatever mm-hmm. and you're saying that Thea was his mom or whatever, like, um, that could be his ancestor. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, the one that coded the warning into the horn. Yes! Oh. Uh, 
or the magic the the, the dredge rose because when i said oh she used the fake the fake whatever warrior whatever the hell thea she used um two objects mm -hmm. the horn and another object and you were like the, the heart trove. yeah yeah i said mm -hmm. the heart but you were like maybe the trove or whatever the yeah trove. Since the, the, the mass is part of the They're trope. all part of the same trope, so yeah. So maybe she did put a fucking warning in there and be like, don't do it, Helian. Well, don't then that it. that's how Bryce and Helian and Lucian and all of them would be related. But why, how is Helian Day and not Autumn then? How is Helian what? Day court and not Autumn court. Okay, are we gonna answer? I don't know. Okay, but I mean that's good. I see. I see. See, see since I've been, I've been um, having a brain fart, but since I'm back, okay. Like, well, when I'm on, I'm on. <laughs> exactly. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. And that's how we I can see it. Crescent City Three. I can like, see it. She goes talks to homeboy and be like, "So what are we doing? Can we use your libraries?" Yeah. Oh no, we're using your libraries. Like just. Should point us the way. Yeah. Were you the one that told me that Meryl, you think Meryl and Jessica and all of them are somehow related? Mm -hmm. What if it is Jessica and in in uh, Akatar? She trying to form. Oh, like she's just rolling through all the libraries, like hiding books, and, and that would explain how the books are all getting to her library. She's just going to pick them up. Exactly. And she's she she transitioned to Flaming Shadow House. This book is Flaming Shadow. Mm -hmm. So will we find out more a little bit of how Jessica... Oh, absolutely. About Jessica's libraries, how she transitioned into that Well, book. I think she's going to tie into Hypaxia as well because Hypaxia is a necromancer. And so I think we're, we're going to learn about all of them. I think she's going to have to do a Hypaxia story. Yeah. We need like a little novella about that. Oh, so much. I really want this book to be like... 48 hours long I was like what's 24 times 2 <laughs> 48 hours long I just long. hate that it's like this is all happening while I'm still like how to explain like you know how like for example Throne of Glass Akatar and all that was already done when yeah. I started reading uh, it yeah. I don't like that I have to now wait yes. to find out what's gonna happen next that's why I'm excited about the books I'm reading now I think they're done yeah I, well, I, I think they're done I don't know is? I mean, what, we're 15 books in with Sarah, and she's still going, bro. We're not nowhere I'm near finished. We still meeting new people. I'm, I'm going to be, like, six years in, still trying I, to figure look, out Look, I'm going to be 105, and whatever. If I'm not moving around wherever I'm at, you can read me the book, okay? Like, I must know what's going on. Put my little whatever AirPod in, my little ear implant that just plays my me Audible. Like, just Roll me to a window and let me look outside and listen to the book, okay? I am done. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. So, I mean, those are a breakdown of the chapters. So, I think what we really got was that there's a lot of solar court connections just all around, specifically Dusk and Dawn. Like, I feel like those are the two major things. It's, so, I feel like yeah. Dawn Court is really going to have a lot to do with what's coming up. And it's crazy because we didn't catch that until we created, we were doing this episode. Yeah. Right? Oh shit! Cause you brought it up. You're like, oh shit! Did you not notice? Like, did she passes Dawn Court? I mean, mm -hmm. Dawn Door. And I'm like, hold yeah. up. Well, cause I was more focused on midnight and midday because I was like, we don't know nothing about these two, and like, it feels like nobody in the fandom is paying attention to that. Everybody's like, Dusk Court, Dusk Court, Dusk Court. Yes. And I'm, I'm like, like before court. we even get there, like, do we even notice that she passed like a couple of other doors? Like, what? Can you just open them all real quick and just peek in? Like, no. I was like, dude, what the fuck? Like. 
Ah, she should have fucking walked in Doncourt because I swear, like, I'm like, I didn't even catch that till you told me. And yeah. this is my, and I have reread this book twice. So yeah. I'm like, bro, you just learn new things every, every single, single time. time. Yeah. 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 But I think that's all. Do you have anything else you want to cover? Nope. That's all for me. That's so good. Okay. So, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't worry. I can edit that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so next week we will have be back with a brand new episode for you guys um until then you can follow us on our social it's at dev and sarah pod on tiktok and instagram or you can follow us i'm sorry you can email us at dev and sarah pod at gmail.com until then uh, i'm courtney and i'm stephanie and we'll see you guys next week bye